We are learning Daf Kuf Zion. We're starting from the uh, bottom Mishnah on Kuf Vav on the base. Says Mishnah, Pesach. Let's say one person is sitting in a door below Melohu, but he didn't fill, he didn't fill it up. So the, whatever is inside is not really trapped because they can jump out the space that's still in the door. Yashav Hashem So then a second person comes down next to the first person and blocks it. So who did the mice of trapping it? When the first one did it, he wasn't doing anything. It was only when the second person um, filled it in that it became trapped. So therefore, Hashini Chayev, the second one's Chayev, the Rishon was Pazza, the Rishon didn't do any trapping. The Shani did the Maitza of trapping. Let's say the first person sat in Dori and had it already totally, totally uh, blocked. Then the second person came and sat uh, by him. So he was also blocking it. They're both blocking it together, but it was already blocked from the first one. So the second one is adding support, but you can't really say the second one is blocking it because well, is, is trapping it because it's already trapped. It's already blocked. So certainly at that point, the, 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 the second one is not doing anything. He's Potter. But even if the first guy now leaves, and now the second guy is left in that situation, still is the first one's Chayv, because he trapped it. That's the original trapping, but the second one is Potter because even though he's staying where he is before, he's not doing a new act of trapping. He's just keeping it in place. He just is staying in place for it to, for, for it to be secure. So he's not doing a mice of trapping, Bechal. Very lumdish a point. Even though right now when the second guy is there, it's only, it's only secure because of the second guy, but there's no mice of trapping. He's not sitting down now to trap it. It's already, he's already there. He's already in place. Since at the time that he sat down, the first one was there, and therefore he didn't do a mice of Tzedah, even though now that he doesn't get up, we don't view that as a Misa of, as a Misa of Seda. Says the Mishnah, Halamaza Doma, what can we, this case be compared to? The Noah's base of Let's say somebody locks his house to, to guard it. And there's a deer that's, uh, that's inside. So meaning there was a deer that was trapped in there before. And then you go and you, it was already, it was, it was closed. The door was closed and everything. Now you're locking the door. So the deer was already trapped before you locked it. So when you're locking it, you're just increasing how secure it is. So you're not doing anything. That's not a Maiset Seda. So the same way that case, that's not called a Maiset Seda, even though you're adding security. So too, in our case, when the second guy did a Maisa, it's not viewed, it's not viewed as a Maiset Seda because the first person was there, the first person was there already. And that's a little bit more of a Chiddush because in the case of the second person, it could be he's coming to add more Shmira. In the case where somebody's just locking the house, he's just locking his house, right? It just ha- so happens to be that there's a deer that was already there. But um, the, the point is still the same, that, that once something is already, is already trapped, then adding further security is not considered to be, uh, it's not considered to be a myself. Says the Gemara, a bird comes under, flies right under one's garments. And so it's stuck, it's trapped under the garments. You can sit and guard it until it gets dark. Meaning you don't have to open it up and let it fly out. It's not considered that you're trapping it by not letting it go. It flew in under your clothes automatically. You're not letting it go. It's not considered to be a mice of Zedah. Says the Gemara, Master of Nachman Yitzchak, it says in the Mishnah, the first person sitting in the door when he blocked, Second guy comes and sits with him. Even when the first person goes away, what did we say? We said the first person is chayv because he does the ma'isa tzedah, and the second person is pater because he's not doing any ma'isa. So my la pater Usually, when you learn masecha shabbos, wherever it says the word pater, it means you're exempt, but it's still aser. It's still aser midrabbanan. So, so we should assume that that's like that here. That it's still aser midrabbanan. So how could we say that you don't have to open up your clothes and you just let it, you just let it stay there? 
Pashtas from our Mishnah, it's mashma that, that there's an Isidra Bonon to do such a thing. It may not be trapping under a rice, so when it's already trapped, but you should let it out. So the Gemara says, a little potter and mutter. Actually, this is one of the rare exceptions that even though it says the Lashon Potter, it's actually mutter. Once the deer is trapped, it's totally mutter to sit at the door and guard it more. And even when the first person leaves, you don't have any obligation whatsoever to stand up. Not even an obligation on the Rabban level. It's totally, totally, um, it's totally considered. Uh, considered mutter says the Gemara and it's, it's, it's a funny thing usually the language potter means awesome but here it's an exception we can actually we can actually prove it that way it says in the, in the end of the mission what we compare this to someone who locks his house to guard and then the deer is just automatically guarded inside so in that situation so McLeod potter mutter potter means mutter because just in that case it seems like that case for sure there's no question that you're not doing an Isidrabana and if you know it, uh, if you know that a, a deer is in your house there's certainly no Isidrabana to, to lock it, even though it further guards it. That, that was just obvious to the Kamar. That was Mutter. Rashi says everybody does that, as if that's an interesting, that's like a proof that it's Mutter. So, as if that case is for sure Mutter, and the Kamar was comparing that, that was the analogy for our case with the two people sitting in the doorway. So, we see that the second person sitting there, not only is he exempt, but is totally Mutter, Shmami Na, we see from here. So, the Kamar is coming out. That once something is already trapped and you add more security, that's not called the act of seidah, not only on a derisal level, but even with Rabbanon, it is totally mutter. Says the Gemara Yikadamri, a different version. Again, we're talking about the bird that comes, is trapped under a person's clothes. Are, do they have any obligation to open up their clothes and let it come out? Or once it, it's there, it's there. And you're not doing any traveling by keeping it there. So Rabbanon from Yitzchak is saying, we see it's mutter. Why? Because we learned from the mission. The first man stood up and went away. The first person was chayim, the second person was potter. My la so in this version, Nachman Yitzchak says we should assume that Pater here means Mutter. So 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 to hear by by the bird under your clothes, it's Mutter. Says the Gemara, low Pater It's not a proof. Maybe it's Pater, but it's still Aser. Says the Gemara, But it says in the end of the Mishnah that what do we compare it to? Someone who locks his house to guard and the deer is found there by itself. So we compare it to that case. In that case, we assume it's mutter. So McLeod the potter mutter. So when it says Pater in the early case, it means Mutter. Shema me We see that from here. So the two versions of the Gemara ultimately are coming are coming out to the same point. The point is that when something is trapped and you guard my security, it is totally mutter. And even though the language of the Mishnah was potter, in fact, it is really mutter as well. Says the Gemara, Amar Shmuel, Kolp to the Shabbos, usually when it says the word potter and Shabbos, potter of Asr, the implication is you may be exempt on a derisal level, but it's still Asr on a Durabana level. Lavar, with the exception, except for the following three cases where it's exempt and it actually is mutter as well. Chadaha, one is the case where the Mishnah said potter, but the truth is that it's mutter for the second person to stay there. We might and how do we know it was mutter? Because again, the Gemara keeps on reiterating this point because it compared it to the Seifa. What do we compare it to? Lenoa is based on the Shram of someone who locks this house just to guard if Nimsa Tsi Shram or Soho and the deer is just found inside. So that in that analogy, in that case, it's totally mutter. So we assume that, that, the, that, that in, the, in the Nimshal also it's mutter. With the second guy sitting there, Eidach, another case where potter means even mutter. Amab is more somebody who pops like a, 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 a boil. Makes a hole in it on uh, on 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 Shabbos. If the point is to make an opening, if the intent here is that he wants pus to um, to come out, and he also wants air to come in, so he wants it to be a pesach, meaning he wants it to really form like a doorway that something goes in and something goes out. The pus goes in, air goes out. So he's really making it like a pesach. So he's building or makabapatish, one of the two. So chayv, he's chayv, he's totally malacha. If, however. If if he doesn't care for the air to come in, he just wants to remove the pas. So then, potter, he's potter because even though the hole is there, but it's a malachah shein gufa, right? He's 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 doing it. Um, he's doing it for the uh, 
He's doing it just for to get the puffs out. He's not doing it for the whole. So if he's not doing it for the whole, so it's not it's not usher. Now it says it's putter. Now is it mutter? It doesn't say. Here, my putter How do we know even if said putter is actually mutter? It's not, because we see in the Mishnah it says that Machachal Yad and needle is not Muksan Chavis. Why is a needle not Muksan Chavis? Even though it's primary Usage is forbidden on Shabbos to sow. Why is it not moksa? Because you could use it on Shabbos as well as a coat to take out a thorn. How could you use it to take out a thorn? So aren't you going to be making um, any, any, any hole? Must be that since you're not concerned if an opening is made, so there's no isadar isa. There's only in Malach Hashim for the hole that's made when, I, when, I, when I'm extracting the thorn. And we see that putter means mutter. That's why it's not moksa, because I'm actually allowed practically. I'm allowed to take the needle and take away the coats. What's takab shot? I, normally, Malachashin Gufa is also Madrabanan. Why is this Malachashin Gufa more lenient that we say that even on a Drabanan level it's mutter? Since you're not intending for the opening, you just want the pasta to come out as mutter. Why is it different than most Malachashin Gufas? The answer is because the person here is in pain, and in order to alleviate one from pain, the rabbis weren't gozer. So that's why it's mutter to take out the thorn, to pop the, the boil. That's why it's mutter, even though Malachashin Gufa generally is also. So this is, that was the second anomaly where the language in the Mishnah is potter, but in fact, the halacha is that it's mutter. The third case, Someone who traps a snake on Shabbos. If the reason you're trapping it is because you just don't want it to bite him, potter, he's potter. Why is Malachashin The purpose of trapping is to trap is to have the, uh, the animal under your control. You want to get the animal. Here you don't want to get the animal. You couldn't care less about the animal. You just want to make sure you're safe. So it's not like you know you're trapping hot an animal to use its hide. That's that's say the way you're high. But here it's not like that. Here you just want to make sure that you're safe. So it's Malachashin your potter, Mafua. If you want to use the animal for a cure, you want to use the snake for a cure, then you're high. My butter. How do we know that it's mutter? In fact, to, for the snake, it's not to trap the snake that's running after you. It's not because it says in the Mishnah, "Kofin Karlaner, you can cover a bowl over a lamp." If you don't want it to set fire to a beam, it's, we're scared that some of the flames might leap out and, and consume the beam. So we say you can cover uh, the lamp with a bowl. Or over feces of a kid that's mutter to cover them. Over a scorpion that it doesn't sting. So we see you're allowed to do it, even though you're, of course you're trapping the scorpion by putting the the, the bowl over it. Must be it's mutter. What's the idea? It's and even though normally is but here that is dangerous. The rabbis weren't kosher. So we see another example where the language was mutter, but in fact, really the halacha is. Mutter. So now we just went into trapping, and now we go on. And we talk about chovah. We talk about bruising. So shmona shratzim over Torah. The eight shratzim that are mentioned in the Torah. So sharets, right? Creepy, crawly things. Um, shratzim are its own category of animals unto themselves. Most shratzim do, do not give off tumah when they're dead. But the Torah and Parsha Shmini have eight shratzim that do give off tumah when they're dead. It's an example. It's an exception. Meaning, shratzim are different than other animals. Any other animal when they die, it's an avela. And they give off Tumah. Shratzim don't give off Tumah when they're in Vela, except for the special eight ones. The eight ones, we don't know exactly what they are so well in, in English, but uh, the Pasuk says, the Chol, the Achbar, the Tzav, the Anaka, Koch, Atah, Chomet, Vantin, Shames. Those are the ones, those are the eight ones. Definitely some weasels and lizards going on there, some snails, but we don't know exactly precisely what the translations are. But these eight Shratzim that are mentioned in the Torah, um, we view them in their own category now for Shabbos. In what way? If somebody traps them, or he makes a bruise in them on Shabbos, he's chayv. So you're chayv for trapping them because they're usually a species that people hunt. Um, it's something that people usually use, and, and we hold that malacha of, of trapping is only for such things. And you're also chayv for bruising, bruising these animals. Now, what's the malacha of bruising? So most of you understand that bruising is... Um, Choval is a tolda of shochet, of extracting blood, of taking out blood. You're taking out blood, so it's like taking out a little bit of life. 
and therefore uh, you're chai. That's the malacha of chobos. So when you make a bruise, what happens? Really, the blood is not going to go back in. In other words, it's totally. That's why you get this like red spot, like a bruise. What it is is that the blood has come out, and then it's not going to go back in. So if there's a thick skin, which we assume that these eight shratzim have a thick skin, so if there's a bruise there, you're chai. You extracted the blood. The blood came out. I didn't come out into the world. Like it's not there. It doesn't matter. But as long as it's not going to go into the body, you took away life from the uh, from the animal. So that's that's chai of four. You're chai of four. Bruising on Shabbos. However, Shashkatsim or Amashim, in regard in regard to other to other types of creepy crawly things, Hachova and Potter. Anyone who makes a bruise in them is Potter. Why? What's the idea? Because other creepy crawly things have a very thin skin. So if there was a bruise, if we assume if it was blood, it would have come out. The bruise is it's just it's just like a temporary thing. It's just like you know if you hit a person in a, a slap, like the skin turns red, but it doesn't mean the blood came out. So we're assuming that this is the distinction. If something has thick skin, it could be that the blood did come out. And nonetheless, even though the blood, the blood has been removed from the body, but it didn't come out, just, and it's a red spot, we assume is the blood trapped under the skin. But that's all if it has thick skin. But if it has thin skin, then we, we can't make that assumption. Then we assume that, 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 that if the blood didn't literally exit, that it's not that the blood exited at all. It didn't exit from the body, so you didn't take away the blood. I, it's red. It must be, it must be only that it's... Um, must be only that the red spots are a stam. Like if you like slap a, like slap somebody, it would be a little bit red. But it doesn't necessarily mean that blood has come out. So that's a fascinating distinction. We're assuming that the Shimona Shratzim have thicker skin than the other Shratzim. Continues the Mishnah. So again, all the other creepy crawly things will come potter. If you make a bruise, you're potter because we're assuming you didn't really take out blood. The thin skin, the blood would have come out. Someone who traps Someone who traps them for any constructive reason is chayv shalolotzar, but if it's not for a constructive reason, potter, you're potter, because malachin to hulagufa. Chayv ovsher b'shuso, if you have a wild animal or bird that are already in your control, so I tell them potter, if you trap them, you're potter, because they're already, they're already under your control. They're already trapped. So you're not chayv for, for putting them in your hand. Once they're considered um, halakhically trapped, then there's no more of a chayv for actually putting them in your hand. But if you make a bruise in them, chayv, it doesn't make a difference if they're already trapped. If you're making a bruise, in the wild animal or the bird, so then you're chayav. Okay, says the Gemara. Or if the Mishnah is saying that if you make a bruise in the Yitrotsim, you're chayav, it must be that they have, a, that they have a thick skin. And that's the point. They have, a, they have a hide. Because if they didn't, you wouldn't be chayav. Because the whole malach is, I'm extracting blood. Where's the blood? It must be it's trapped under the skin. So, so it must be it has a, like a thick skin that would, that would not allow the blood that came out to exit. So, so, so if the Mishnah is saying that making a wound is chayav, even when blood doesn't come out, just like a bruise, we see they have hides. So Montana, who holds that all of the Shmona Shratim have hides? So let's just throw us into this, into this. The Gemara is going to really reference a, uh, there's a machlokes in, uh, in Meseches Chulin. Uh, usually what happens when an animal dies is that the flesh has Tomas Nevela, but all the parts that aren't basar do not, like the, the horns, hooves, the bones, all these things do not. So the question is, what about skin? Does skin have Tomas Nevela? So we say that it depends. And the one, if it's very soft, just like the, the softness of flesh, is considered basar and it has tuma. But if it's hard, like a hide, then it's not considered basar and it does not give off tuma. So the question is, what about by the Shemona Shratzim? Is the halacha there um, that they give off tuma 
like basar if they are soft and not if they're hard. So there's different opinions about this. The Rabbanon say it depends which four, that on four of the eight. The skins of four of the eight, Anaka, Koach, Altala, and Chomet, as we'll see, do give off Tumah. And Rabbi Yochum Anuri says, as we're going to see, that none of the Shemona Shratzim have skins that give off Tumah. So our Mishnah is assuming that they like have a thick hide. That's the whole point why making a bruise is high, because they have a thick hide. So the blood really exited from the body, but it can't come fully out because it's trapped under the skin. We're assuming that they have a thick hide. So the Gemara is saying that our Mishnah is only Rabbi Yochum Anuri. Amar Shmo, Rabbi Yochum Anuri, only like Rabbi Yochum Anuri. It's not as we learned in the Mishnah there in Chulin, Rabbi Yochum Anuri, Omer, Shemona Shratzim, Yishlam Oros. The eight Shratzim have hides, meaning that the eight Shratzim their hides are not tummy. They're not treated like flesh. They're considered a thick, distinct entity. So the same way Rabbi Yochum Anuri is treating like a thick, distinct entity there. So it's thick. We could assume that a bruise has blood that really came out, that it was dislodged as it can't came out of the body. But according to the Rabbanon, that four of the eight, in fact, are soft and are like, have a, th- have, have a thin skin that's soft and it's like basar. So then, so then l'chayr, if you make a bruise, you shouldn't be chayav because it can't be that there's blood that's trapped underneath because it's just a thin, soft, a thin, soft hide. So the Gemara says, no, really, because we go going like the Rabbanon, who are and they hold some of the Ishmael and Shratim do not have hides. In other words, they're considered to be like basar. Ah, so why are you chai for making a bruise? Because where do we know that Rabbanon disagree? That machlokas that they have is all masachasun regarding tumma. Why? Even though they're thick hides, but we have exeris akasim. It says the extra word hey, and extra word in hatameim. So since there's an extra letter in hatameim, lerabo You have exeris akasim that the pasuk includes the hides to have the same din as the flesh, even though they're thick. The Rabbanon agree they're thick to sing to high, but we have Xerus HaKosov of Hatameim that includes the, 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 the hides, the skin, to have the status like the flesh that it's metame. Abelinian Shabbos, that, but that's all for Tumor. In the guard of the laws of Shabbos, the Rabbanon, the Rabbanon would agree. It's a thick skin, so if a thick skin, you're going to be high if you bruise it because we're going to assume that the blood is just trapped underneath. By the way, if you're going to wonder if it's Xerus HaKosov, then why doesn't it apply to all eight? Why is it only four of the eight? The Rabbanon only said four of the eight. The answer is that the Pesukim are divided um, the Pesukim are divided into two, into two parts, uh, categorizing, you know, of the eight, the eight of the Shratzim, and the Drasha only goes on the ones that were said in the Pesuk next to it. So it's only for four of the eight. But the first four, the Rabbanon say, the hide, in fact, is a distinct entity, and, it, um, and it's therefore not metame. Fine. So the Gemara is saying, leave that machlokas by tumma. Don't relate it to Shabbos. Says the Gemara, this is really true. Or Rav saying, Lin They don't argue in regards to Shabbos. But time to look at the bright. So it says, Hasad Someone who traps one of the eight trots in the Torah, or if, or if you bruise and they have chayv, you're chayv on all of them because they have highs. If you build chamenuri, the chacham saying no. Ain are elamashman chachamim. We only say. No Shratzim are considered to have hides except for the ones that the Chachamim say in Hulin. Meaning, the four of the eight that we say in Hulin that are not Tame, those are considered to have um, the, the, the ones that the Chachamim say in Hulin. So, right away, the Gemara just clears it up. Well, wait a second. Right? The ones that the Chachamim say are the ones that don't have hides. Meaning, there are four of the eight that the Chachamim say are Tame. If they are Tame, that means it's thin, it's considered like Basar. Abai clarifies with the price of saying that none of the shratzim that have hides are different from their flesh except for those that are not said by the Chachamim. The ones that are said by the Chachamim and the hide is the same status as the Basar. It, it's so soft and thin that it's treated like the meat. Those ones are like that. Those ones, if you're Chovah Baham, you're going to be Potter. But the ones that aren't there in the Mishnah and Hulan, meaning that the, that the, the hide is 
thick and is a distinct entity, those are the ones that you're going to be chayv if you're chovo bahem. So Rabbi Yochum and Nuri is saying you're chayv if you're chovo on any of them. No matter what, what, what and this, this category for the other four, all eight, according to Rabbi Yochum and Nuri, have thick hides and you're chayv. They're abundant saying no. It depends. If it's the ones that we say in Masechah Skulin that are soft and are treated like Basar, that was if there's a bruise, you're going to be potter. It's only the ones that aren't in the Mishnah there, the ones that are very soft and thin, the, the, the ones that aren't in the Mishnah, the ones that are thick and hard under distinct entity, those are the ones that if you make a bruise, you're going to be chai. So at any rate, we see clearly that there's a machlus from Yilchum and the Rabbanon that does apply to Shabbat. So it's a kash on Rav. Rav saying that even the Rabbanon, it's only about Toma, but everybody agrees on Shabbat, it's a thick hide and you'd be chai for a bruise. So first of all, the Gemara defends Rav by first coming and attacking the way we just learned the Brisa. I'm like Rav. Rav says, You can't just change what the Brisa said. The Brisa says the ones that the Chachamim did say. How can you just change it to the one, to, to read the ones that the Chachamim didn't say? Can't make such a mistake in the Gersa. This is what the Brisa is really saying. Ain R Basar. The halacha, the halacha that, that the R is metami like basar, that it's treated like soft skin, is only for the things that the Rabbanan say in Hulan. So, in other words, what's going on? Rabbi Yochan Menuri was saying that all Shabbat Shalom have thick hides, and you're high for bruising any of them on Shabbos. And Rabbi Yochan Menuri is saying that their hides are all all give off Tumah, because Tumah is different, remember, from the hay. The Rabbanon are saying, no, this that you said for Tumah, not true. Only one that has Tumah is the ones that are, that are, that, that, that are said in, the, in, in Mishakal School, in four of the eight. So meaning the Brach Lokas is not about Shabbos. In regard to Shabbos, everybody agrees, since the Metzius is, there's a thick hide, bruises Chayev. But Rabbi Yochum and Nuri is saying, well, then the same thing is, however, for Tumah, the Xeris HaKasav of the hay says that all of them are still Matame. The Rabbanon are saying, no, they're only Tame, the ones that are uh, enumerated in the, by, by the Rabbanon of School. Says the Gemara, what are you trying, what are you trying to say? I mean, cloud, Rabbi Yochum and Nuri, what does he hold? That all of them are Tame. But the mission is coming, try, sounds like the opposite. He says, have R. What does it mean to say that they have R? Isn't that coming to say that they're not Tame? If, if the direction you're trying to go is that according to Rabbi Yochum and Nuri, all of them are Tame because of the Xeris HaKasav of Hey, then it doesn't sound like that. You shouldn't emphasize Yesh Lam so now the Gemara says, what's the real interpretation? You answer up the price like this. Regarding the Shratim uh, do not have do not have hide. So in other words, what he's doing, what Rabbi Ramaz is doing, he's taking out one word. He's talking the word Ella. So it changes it. Changes it. And he used to be saying there's no shratzim that have hides except for the ones that are chachamim. But now, it re, now we're saying something else. The, the, the shratzim, the chachamim say that the, the shratzim and the rabbanon say do not have hides. So now it's very good that, that all the things that are in the Mishnah and Hulin are the shratzim which do not have hides. Those are those are the ones. Those are the ones that are tummy. So we're coming out that really what Rob said might be true. Everybody agrees in Ochel Shabbos that they have thick skin and you might be high for you might be high for a bruise. Rabbi Yochum Nuri is saying that if you bruise any of the eight, you're chayav because they have thick hides. So that, and, and he's therefore saying, Pashas, the hide should not give up to mother. Rabbanon are saying, even though we agree that they have hides and you're chayav for bruising them on Shabbos, but the hides of the ones listed in the Mishnah and Kulin give off Tuma because of the hay. So to summarize what we just came out with, the bottom line is, in regard to Shabbos, no dispute. Everybody agrees, the Metziah says it's thick, you're chayav for a bruise. In regard to Tumah, Rabbi Yochum doesn't have this new Xeris HaKasav. So he says if they're thick hides, then they don't give off Tumah. The Rabbanon say no. There, there are four, four, four of the eight that we learned in Masech and the ones that are enumerated there. Those are the ones that do give off Tumah.
So the Gemara seems to have defended Rav at this point, but the Gemara still challenges Akaz and Shabbos Lopiga. Are you still right that they don't disagree about Shabbos by Shabbos? Vatan, he says in a price, I saw Achmash was from the Torah, so I'm going to trust one of the eight trots in the Torah. I'll hold them if you bruise one of them. Chayv, you're Chayv. Bishrotzim, Shi'eish, Lama Oros, only in the case of a Sheretz that has a high, meaning only one of the Shmona Shrotzim that has a thick high. What is considered like the minimum amount that, you know, the wound, it's like irreversible, it's like a real wound. In the case where there's blood that's collecting under the skin, even if it doesn't come out, but just collects under the skin, that's already what you're high for as long as it's thick. Says the price. All of the eight have, have them. So, so, so you're high for any of them. Rabbi Yochanan is disagreeing with something that the Tanakhama said. The Tanakhama was saying only the ones that are thick, and Rabbi Yochanan Zuri is saying all of the Shmona Shratim. So it sounds like what's going on is that the Rabbanan hold, not all of the Shmona Shratim have thick highs, only four of the eight. And the four that, that the Rabbanan hold are, are thin, the ones that, that, that have Tumah like Basra, those are the ones that you would not be high for making a bruise. And that's what Rabbi Yochanan Zuri is saying. No, I hold all Shmona Shratim, you're high for making a bruise. So it sounds like that there is a machlokas by Shabbos as well. So the Gemara answers, you know who the Tanakama is? It's not the Rabbanan. It's a third Tana. Rabbi Yehuda, it's actually Rabbi Yehuda. The Azbar is the Gishta. He follows just the thickness. He holds that the, the idea of Toma is not based upon the Xeris HaKasav. He holds that it's all based upon the thickness of the skin. And where do we know about this? It's not because we learned the Mishra. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Halatah is like the Cholid, that it does not give off Toma. Right? The Rabbanan there were saying, that the Anaka, Koach, Lata, and Chomet all give off Tumah. And Rabbi Yudah says, Lata is like the Choled. That Lata is the thick, a thick skin which doesn't give off Tumah, just like the Choled, uh, just like the Choled does not. So Rabbi Yudah does not hold to the Xeris because of, hey, that the thick heights give off Tumah. Because if he did, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have said Lata or not. And he's just saying it all depends whether it's a thick or, thick or thin skin. And that's why. And some of them, Rabbi is going to agree that Anaka Koch and Chomet, he holds they have Tumah because they're thin. And the other one's not because he doesn't hold it thin. So in other words, Rabbi Yudah is a third opinion. He doesn't look at Zerah He's just trying to figure out, and he randomly holds, that some of the Shratim have thin skin and some don't. But the Rabbana, the plea of Rabbi Yudah, and Rabbi Yudah, and Rabbi about Tumah, they said just um, four of them, yeah, four of them not. They're just coming because of the Zerah Sakasif. They're not coming because of the thickness of the skin. So then Yen Shabbos Modulay, they hold it as a thick skin, and therefore in regard to Shabbos, everybody agree that you're high for making a wound. If we're really if Rabbi Yudah, but if Rabbi Yudah, I mean, the end of the price of that in Shabbos, you're high for all the Shmash Ratzim, is really not only Rabbi Yudah, it's even the Rabbanon, so the language is a little bit funny. Hi, Debir Bilchmanuri, the phrase that it's Rabbi Bilchmanuri, it should have said Debir Bilchmanuri and Machlokasmer by the way, it should have said Debir Bilchmanuri and the people who argue on him, because we're saying that even the Rabbanon who argue on him are only arguing by Tumah because of the Xeris HaKasif. The Tanakhama here isn't the Rabbanon, the Tanakhama is Rabbi Yudah. Rabbi Yudah does all the Xeris HaKasif, he just thinks it's about thick or thin skin, that's what they're arguing about. So it's not Rabbi Bilchmanuri disagreeing with uh, the Tanakhama, it's Rabbi Bilchmanuri and the Chachamim disagreeing with Rabbi Yudah. So the Gemara says, you're right. Tani, we should change the price of Debir Bilchmanuri and Machlokas. So the words of Bilchmanuri and those and those who uh, and those who argue on him. So to summarize what we've learned, there are three opinions in regard to the Tumah Lashmona Shratim. We have Rabbi Yochum and Nuri who holds that the, since they're a thick skin, all of them are not matami because they're thick skin. They're a distinct thing. They're not basra. We have we have the Rabbanon who are saying we agree with you in Svar that it's a thick skin and therefore you know in regard to Hilchos Shabbos, of course. Any bruise that you make will be chayav. We'll assume the blood really did come, did come out from inside. Just it's stuck, it's trapped under the skin. Then we have Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, who holds that no, that some logically stam, some of the, uh, some of the, some some of them are considered to have thin skin, and therefore, and therefore you wouldn't be chayav and make a bruise on them uh, on Shabbos, and they some those ones that are thin would be would in fact be tummy. 
says the Gemara. How do we know that a wound is only defined as a wound when it, it can't be reversed? Um, like we're saying that, Stam, if the blood really, really isn't like a fully out, then it's not considered a wound. A wound is only something where the blood is totally out and will never go back in. How do we know that? So we say, Can a kushi, someone who's dark skin, change the color of his skin? Uh, and a leopard is So my What does that word mean? If you say it means that this, the way that a skin, a leopard skin, always is that it has patches on it. This is what it means. A leopard is should say the leopard its colors. Like it's a funny word. It should say general a different word. Gavana of colors. Ella rather must mean it's not talking about a leopard. It's talking about the kushi, and it's saying could a kushi change the skin and change the wounds? Kakushi, and we're saying that wounds can't be changed just like the skin of a kushi. Ma or kushi and chozera, just as the skin of a kushi, you can't change color. Af chabura ain't a chozera. So to a wound, so to a wound, you can't change. Um, so we're comparing that that just as it's irreversible, someone's skin color. So to a chabura is only when it's irreversible. The blood that came out that came out cannot really go back in. What else do we say? Shash Um So we said if you make bruises in them, you're potter. But killing them is clever. How long You kill all the shkatsim, you're chayav. So the Gemara says, Mantan, who holds that killing all that little, little creepy call of things is chayav. So I'm Rabbi Yomar Rabbi we're going to Rabbi Lazar. Tanya says, and rise Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Kiva Shabbos, someone who kills um, like a little bug on Shabbos, loose on Shabbos. It's like killing a camel, meaning we don't distinguish its size or anything. Just like killing a little bug and a camel, it's all the same. So the Gemara is assuming that why is that the Machlokas, we're assuming here is what the Gemara is saying is, um, is, is about killing little bugs. So, so to here, we should say that our mission says killing all Shratzim is awesome. The Rai says only like Rebbe Lazar. And the point of why, like a little, it's not about size, but it's that if it doesn't really have like bones and sinews and stuff like that. So the Gemara is assuming that's Pshad in the Machlokas. So, so we should apply it as well. Uh, it should apply it as well to us. So... The Gemara says, No, the Machlokas is all by that specific kina, the Eno Paravya. Allows us something that doesn't reproduce. It grows out of a person's skin. Now, there's a lot of issues with this. Is this really true? There's a lay eggs. But uh, a big controversy, this Gemara, in terms of how it works with the science. But it sounds like from the Gemara that it doesn't, it doesn't reproduce. So the Eno Paravya, so that's the question. Since it doesn't reproduce, should we compare it to in the Mishkan? We learn from the, from the Elim. They trap the Elim and they kill Elim, whether or not that we learn things that only produce our chayvah. Other, other crawling things, a part of it, as long as they reproduce, there's no machlokas, everybody agrees someone who kills them is chayvah. Both, everyone's learning the paradigm is from the rams, the hides that were killed for the Mishkan. It's like the elim, just as the elim is in your chayvah for taking their loath for their life. So today, there's anything that you take a life. So who cares with size? It does part of it. It's not. It's life. Taking life is chayav. That is only like the rams. My elim's part of it. Just as the rams reproduce, I've called the part of So to the answer, it's only thing, something that reproduces. But you're not chayav for killing like these lights because they don't reproduce. So the Gemara is assuming that all the creepy quality things, as long as they lay eggs, as long as they reproduce, then in fact, you would be chayav. So the Gemara says, I'm going in ava. Is it true that it, they, that it doesn't reproduce? For all my mind, Yoshua Kalash Baruch Hu is on. Kalash Baruch sits and he gives out food for any, all the animals. Mikarni Re'imim, the horns of the Re'im, Ad Beite Kinim, or for the eggs of the lice. So clearly we see eggs of the lice. It sounds like the lice lay eggs. 
So, so if they're coming out of the legs, we they're eggs. So we see that they do reproduce. We're not saying I'm growing out of the skin. They do lay eggs. So the Mara answer is no. It doesn't mean the eggs of lice. It means mino to make a There's a species of lice that's called eggs of lice. That's the name of the of the, of, of, of of that particular species. But a regular lice, in fact, does not have eggs, and you are not um, chayev. But Tanya, it says another price, it's fuya beta kinu. It says to fuya and eggs of lice. So the Mars says the same answer. Mino de carbizuin. The price is talking about a species that's called eggs of lice. But regular lice that have, well, no, there's really no such thing as eggs coming out of them. Okay, so according to Raviosi, both the Rabbis and the Rabbis agree that if you kill something, as long as it reproduces your chai, if it has bones and sinews, it doesn't have bones and sinews, it doesn't matter. As long as, um, as long as it, it reproduces your chai. The whole question is only for something that doesn't reproduce. So the Gemara asks, sorry, parosh. What about the parosh? Parosh usually is translated like a flea. The paroravia, it does reproduce. Vatanya was taught in the Brisa. Hatsar parosh was Shabbos. Someone who traps a flea on Shabbos. Rablaz was Chai Bishu Apoj. Rablaz was your Chai Bishu Apater. So what's the Pshat? Even though it does reproduce, it sounds like your your, your Pater. Why? And and it's funny, by the way, the Lushan of the Brisa here is trapping, but it must be used. We're assuming this. That, 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 that the reason you're not high for trapping it is because you're not high for killing it. Like trapping is the first step of killing. So if it's not an animal to be high for killing, you're not going to be high for trapping it either. So why wouldn't you be high for killing it? Must be shot is because, because it, even though it reproduces, but it's not like a big animal, it doesn't have bones and sinews. So it's a kasha. We're saying everybody agrees you're high even on small things that don't have bones and sinews. Machokas is only by something that doesn't reproduce. But here we see the parish, the parish, even though even though it uh, it reproduces, but we're still saying I'm on the armor that you're potter. So the Mar says, Amar Vashi, no, it's Zedar. You're comparing trapping to killing. One opinion says, even though it's not generally, people don't usually trap a flea. It's not something people usually use. So are you high for trapping something that, that society doesn't usually trap? So one opinion says, yes. So that's all about trapping. Trapping something that society doesn't usually trap. In Yariga, but regard to killing, I feel like we this. So the saying a fascinating svar. The whole, everybody agrees that if you kill something that people don't usually do, it doesn't matter, you're chayev. But trapping something that society doesn't usually trap is not chayev. That's a fascinating chilek. Why it's like that is it's something to think about. Why is it that the malach of trapping, you're only chayev for something that society usually traps to use? But in regard to killing your chayv for anything, and the Gemara is assuming, again, you're for sure chayv on things that as long as they reproduce, even if they don't have bones or sinews, you are chayv on them. Okay. So we said, all these things, if you're trapping them for a constructive reason, you need to use them, your chayv. But if not, your potter. So Montana, who says that your potter, if you're not, if you're not trapping them to use them? If you're trapping them, you're not trapping them in order to use them, it would be and you would be potter. Says the Gemara, some people teach it on the following Mishnah, the Mishnah that we quoted before in today's Daphimah, who pokes a boil on Shabbos, if the point is to make a pass out to make an opening, but if it's just so that pass comes out, potter, you're potter. So what's the idea? You're making an opening either way, but if you're not in, in the second case, you're not intending for the malach of the opening. So who cares? Because it's going like your potter, because you're not intending for the malach itself, you're not intending for the Pesach. So that's where we teach that there's a mission that goes like Rabbi Shimon. Some people teach on the different Mishnah. If you're only trying to make sure that it doesn't bite you, potter, you're potter. But if you want to use it for medicine, 
What's the distinction if you're planning on using it or not? It must be a marginal So if you're planning on using it, so that's Malachasikla Gufa. You need the trapping for the trapping itself. But if you're not planning on using it, then it's Malachasikla Gufa and your potter. So three different versions what this statement of something being like Reb Shimon was going on. Says the Gemara, Amar Shmuel, Hashola Dogmanayam, someone who takes a fish out of the sea. Kivin Shiyamash Bokasel, as soon as it dries, there's a spot, a dry spot on it the size of a cell of coin, chayv, you're chayv, you're chayv, poshets for taking the life. See, even though it's still flapping around, you can throw it back in the sea, but once there's a dry spot the size of a cella, it's pronounced dead. So even if you throw it back in, it won't be able to regain its life, and therefore you're chayv, even though it's flapping around. If it would be less than that, you take it out of the sea and you throw it right back in before it dries out, you'd be pucked, you didn't take its life. Once it dry, has a dry spot the size of a cella, then you're chayv, even if you throw it back in. Omar, because we have a vein some of this dry spot is between its fins. Omar, Avash, Lutim, Yavash, Mamash doesn't mean actually dried out. I feel the Dabri, even if it's just like, it's like slime. It happens when you touch it. It's the beginning of stickiness when it, uh, when it's, when it's starting to dry. They're already chayv, for that is already considered dead. Another statement on my Rabbi Dermar Shmuel, Hoshi someone sticks his hand into the womb of an animal on Shabbos, and it moves the, it moves the over, it dislocates the over. So it's stopping it from growing with the mother, Chayav. You're Chayav. What are you Chayav for? So the, it's very unclear what exactly the Chayav. Let's see what the Gemara what the Gemara wants, and we'll come back. The Gemara says, "My time." Well, what what is the chiyuv for this? For removing, dislodging the uber that's growing inside the womb. Amar Rava Baraduni Azuli. Rabbi explained to me. Lava. Amar Rabshishes didn't. Rabshishes say, "Hi, man." To tell us, If someone detaches hops that are growing from from trees, or they're growing not out of the ground, but just growing on random things, you're chayav for kotzi, you're chayav for detaching it from its place of growth, even though it's not from the ground, but since it's growing out of these things, if you detach it from a place of growth, you're doing malach of kotzer, you're taking it out of its growth. Kotzer is even on things that aren't growing from the ground. If they're growing, it doesn't make a difference what they're growing from. So if you dislocate an embryo, you're chayav for taking it out of its place of growth. So the pashtas of the Gemara is that it's a chayav kotzer, it's fascinating. Kotzer is even on pashas of the Gemaras, even on things that aren't fruits or vegetables, even something like an embryo, you can have a chi of kotzer. It's growing from the mother, and if you dislocate, you take it out of the place that it's growing, there's a chi of kotzer. That would be the simple, the simple pshad here in the Gemara. Some shouldn't disagree, and they hold that kotzer fundamentally cannot be on animals. Kotzer is only on fruits and vegetables, and they learn that the Gemara is making a comparison. That by taking it, even if it doesn't die, even if it... Uh, doesn't it doesn't and and then others the other way to learn would be would be that it's I guess taking a life in other words that it would be an atilas and a shaman even though it doesn't have its own life but the gemara is like making a comparison since this is the place where its life is from you're taking away from its place of life just like there's a kotzer from taking from taking the house off the branches but it's a hard difficult comparison the pasha so the gemara definitely is the other way that you're there's overdubbing mcdulo there is a chiyav kotzer it's like reaping when you dislocate the embryo that's growing inside of the mother's womb a tremendous chiddush that there could be kotzer for such a thing so we learn two separate things you have a chiyav for taking out the fish it's a tils neshama as soon as it dries out and you can't won't regain life you put it back it's and shama and then there's a different thing there's a thing like kotzer as a din of kotzer for dislocating the embryo from inside the mother's womb. Says the Gemara, Amar Abaye, Haiman, the Talish, Pitcher, you know, the Someone takes off some fungus that's growing on a pitcher. Since Lamaisa is growing there, even though it's not attached to the ground, but it's growing there. So if you take it off, you're five for kotzer and shabbos. Says the Gemara, Let's say you're taking out a plant that's growing in a flower pot, it's totally growing, it has soil. 
but it's not attached to the ground. So if it has a hole, so it's considered attached, like we learned in the end of the 10th parak. So Chayim, it's considered attached to the ground, you're Chayim, you should be Kotzer. Sheino Naka Pater, when you take the plant of the Fafa that doesn't have a hole, you're Pater. What's the shot? Because it's not connected to the ground. So what do we see? We see that Kotzer is only when it takes something on the ground. So it's against the whole Yisrael that we're saying. We're saying that Kotzer is taking it out of its place of growth. Even if it's not attached to the ground, but if it's place of growth, you're Chayim. Here we see you're only Chayim if it's attached to the ground. My answer is Hasam La say over there that's not the normal place it grows. Usually plants grow out of the ground. So if it's irregular, then we don't consider it as primary place of growth, and therefore your potter. Hacha in the case that we're talking about. Like the example that we just said, fungus from a pitcher, hundred BC, that's where fungus usually grows. And and the hops that we mentioned earlier, that's where they usually grow. So even though it's not connected to the ground, the government could be ochre dove migdula. So the Gemara is ending up in an interesting place. Is there ochre dove migdula when it's not attached to the ground? It depends. If it's the normal place of growth, yes. If it's not the normal place of growth, the normal place of growth is the ground, and you're not taking away from the ground, like the flower pot that doesn't have a hole in it, then in fact you would be potter.